show. You got a marvelous vibe, and I know it starts from inside. So fill your heart with pride and let your light shine brightly. You're on high. You're a work of art, unforgettable and off the charts. Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. Here we go. You got a marvelous vibe, and I know it starts from inside. So fill your heart with pride and let your light shine brightly. You're on high. You're a work of art, unforgettable and off the charts. Welcome to a podcast dedicated to your mental health. I'm Bailey with the Recording Library of West Texas. Hi, I'm Christy Edwards. I'm the Executive Director and a therapist at Centers for Children and Families. Hi, I'm Melanie Size. I'm the Marketing and Development Director at Centers for Children and Families. Together, we're bringing you tips and tricks on how to navigate this thing called life. This is Center Solutions. Due to the nature of some of the topics that are discussed, listener discretion is advised. We have some exciting news to share with our listeners today. We as a team have won excellence in collaboration through the Nonprofit Management Center Beacon Awards. So this is something that is really important to us because we've worked really hard, you guys, and we did it. Yeah. Yes, we won. Uh, it's for our podcast, Center Solutions, which reaches out to a lot of other nonprofits within the community and different members of the community. So we're very excited. We're happy to be able to have this podcast every week and share some uh, information about how everything touches mental health. Yes, and I believe they had a couple of um, judges from within the community, right, who voted for us. Yes. Yeah, so that feels yeah. good that there, there's people supporting us out there. And if you followed us from the start, thank you for joining us on our um, this adventure. And if this is your first time, please continue to stay with us because we have a lot of great things planned. Yes, we do. And uh, starting with our podcast for today, we have a special guest on our Central Solutions podcast. We are talking about the plant-based diet, nutrition, and the mental health effect. Our guest is Valerie Acosta. She is the executive director of Healthy City. Uh, welcome, Valerie. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. I'm very excited to come and visit with you guys today. Yeah, so excited to have you. Valerie's a very good friend of mine, so that makes it a super special time for us today. So we are going to be talking about a special diet, plant-based diet. It's a diet way of life. I'll let Valerie explain some of that and what uh, Healthy City is doing for our community. But I just want to begin by letting our audience know, always consult your doctor before beginning any health or habit-changing program. So, Valerie, do you want to tell us about what Healthy City is? Uh, Of course, of course I do. So, um, (laughs) Healthy City is um, a fairly new nonprofit in our community. They um, first formed and got their 501c3 designation from the IRS 
Their mission is to uh, raise awareness about whole plant-based food diets and increase education on how to improve overall health and prevent and reverse the most common disease processes. What's really unique about um, Healthy City is that we have several what we call medical doctors or medical directors who are doctors who have taken this on as a passion in their own practice and live it, breathe it, and even um, encourage their patients to follow this to help reverse a lot of your common diseases that you're seeing primarily in the United States because of our standard American diet. So um, they do a lot of education, do um, a conference once a year, minus, you know, 2020 COVID year, um, where they have upwards of 600 participants coming from our community and communities around here, even out of states, to learn about um, food as medicine. So that's been their primary uh, program that they've had, but they continue to add on community meals, events, uh, cooking demonstrations, education webinars, and uh, speaking with a lot of the uh, influencers in the whole food plant-based realm. And when I say whole food plant-based, it doesn't mean vegan. And that's right. And you're gonna yes, Valerie's going to explain some of that. I got the opportunity to attend a community-based meal, and it was a it was a pretty neat community event. Of course, now during COVID, some of that's limited. But tell us a little bit about the differences between plant-based and there's so many different variations right well yeah you'll hear plant-based you'll hear whole food plant-based you'll hear vegan you'll hear vegetarian so vegetarian is what most people are know a vegetarian does not eat meat they eat dairy and they eat eggs for the most part and then you go the next step would be vegan and a vegan is someone that does not eat any animal products they didn't consume it and uh food form and clothing and any products that come from animal base. So they're really on the ethical side of uh, why they don't use these products is because of the ethical thoughts of killing animals for their consumption. Um, whole food plant-based and plant-based are very similar. The difference is plant-based, um, you're going to eat a lot of the same things as a vegan would without the moral implications of everything um, and whole foods are really looking at uh, making sure that they're having um, whole unrefined plants including fruits vegetables uh, whole grains legumes, while eliminating advertising meat poultry fish dairy products eggs highly refined sugars enriched flours processed foods and oils so you're saying well what do they eat <laughs> <laughs> but what it is is that you're really focusing on not what you can't eat, but really reaching towards those plants as your main source of nutrition. Okay, so uh, I guess what you're saying, Valerie, is it's a lot of not not so much focusing on the deprivation factor, but uh, going towards things that you actually need, the, that nutrition that we're looking for and finding it in uh, plants, right? I mean, if you really think about it, it's eating the things that you know that are healthy for you in general. Vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts, seeds, your beans, your lentils, drinking water, you know, uh, the things that uh, you know are going to fuel your body at the at its optimal amount. Sure. Yes. So I've been dabbling a little bit, I have to say, and I call myself veganish, and I think Valerie wants to smack me when I say that because it, it, it has no value. It makes no sense. I invented it for myself. It means nothing. 
So, if you ever hear me say that, it means nothing. It, it's just totally invented. But, I've heard people call themselves baby vegans. <laughs> You're in the infantile stage of being a vegan. I didn't realize that vegan had such an attachment to animal protection and that, that, cause I think we hear these terms and they get used a lot and thrown around a lot and they're almost kind of, uh, trendy, if, if you will. And so, you know, being vegan just sounded to me like you don't have animal products, but it's more than that. It's, it's your shoes and I, I had no idea. So I've learned a lot just, by listening to Valerie explain all of this to me, and it's really quite interesting. So, um, in tying in some of the mental health part, uh, I collected a little bit of nutrition psychiatry data for us. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which is the CDC, we're all way more familiar with the CDC than we ever thought we would need to be. Um, estimate or did estimate that about 50% of Americans would be diagnosed with a mental health condition at some point during their lives. As of 2018, mental illnesses such as depression have been the third most common cause of hospitalization in the United States for those aged 18 to 44 years old. Um, now, if you think about it, that was 2018 stat, uh, statistic. Things have changed uh, drastically since COVID has, you know, reared its ugly head. So now we have a whole uh, different perspective on mental health. We always make that comment, right, Christy, that we've never been more aware of our mental health than exactly. 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so elevated levels of adverse mental health conditions, substance abuse, suicidal ideation were reported uh, by adults in the United States in June of 2020. Um, we've talked about that in other podcasts. Um, there's just a, the heightened awareness and a, a greater instance of uh, mental health issues and illnesses. Um, the last decade of a Columbia University study has shown that the risk of depression increases about 80% when you compare teens with the lowest quality diet or what we like to call or the Western diet to those who eat a higher quality whole foods diet. Uh, the study also indicates that the risk of uh, attention deficit disorder doubles. So it's really interesting. And um, Christy, we've talked about this a lot. There's so much of a, I mean, the connection from mental health to physical health is just, it's hand in hand, right? Oh, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, what we've known for years is that those go hand in hand and yet, we always mental health always took a back seat to physical health because you could go to the doctor and you could get a pill or you could get stitched up or you could have a surgery and and you know whatever was the most serious illness would be able to be taken care of what we're talking about is just that long-term chronic combination of if they're not in sync that's whenever we have a problem yeah, and so we talk a lot about all of the factors, you know, just making sure your your uh, physical health is in check, mm-hmm. uh, eating well, exercise, but healthy diet affects your brain for sure. Um, yeah, and, you know, and we want to make, and I know that you, you know, at the beginning, Melanie, you and um, Valerie both said, you know, we're not promoting any type of diet that would be super restrictive, and that's not what we're trying to do here. We are trying to say whatever diet that has the, you, I mean, for years we've known what the healthier foods to eat, right? So what we're saying is those things that you will consume that cause an 
uptick in your health. I mean, it boosts your brain development. You know, it, you know, makes promotes good gut bacteria. All of those things that, that make you feel better because you are better. You know, and it, we, and we also know that, you know, changing your diet can help with, you know, your chemicals, the chemical imbalances in your uh, body. So, you know, you want to raise your serotonin levels, you know, through various foods. So once again, we're not saying we want you to restrict. We are saying we want you to recognize healthy foods, whether they're, you know, whole food, you know, vegan, whether they're, you know, heavy on the protein side. If you're eating mostly healthy, you're going to feel better physically and mentally. And those are things that we know from the time we're very young. And, you know, we kind of get away from that. So what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to bring people back around and say, in, especially during COVID, as Melanie says, we're more aware of our mental health than we've ever been. So what we as therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists and medical doctors are saying, get enough sleep, get enough exercise, get out in the sun, eat a salad, right? Eat something healthy. These are the tried and true things that will make you feel better. That will give you an upswing in your mood. So it has, you know, has nothing to do with anybody preaching one thing over the other. If you're generally trying to do better. It's 100% an, it's an alternative and it works for a lot of yes. people and a lot of Absolutely. people have uh, great testimonials. Um, of course, we'll give the information on the website later. There are a lot of awesome people in our community that have excellent testimonials from this type, from this way of living. And it what really is a way for, of life. Yeah. And what we're looking for is for people to find that healthy way of living that works for them. And you're not going to know what works for you unless you give some things a try. Sure. Right. So it's it's like this is a tried and true. It is a way of life for many people who will swear by it. And just give it a try. Listen to, you know, like you said, listen to the testimonials. If it's something that you think that you can do, give it a shot. It's like, you know, I'm never going to run a 5K, but I'm going to walk two miles every day. So, you know, it's it's like take bits and pieces of it or go all in. Yes, absolutely. So, so some of the things I think that are, um, Part of part of the questions about uh, plant based is I think a lot of people have there are some uh, misconceptions and I think I'm just going to go and switch over to that. I've mm-hmm. uh, like for example nutrients and minerals that you'll be able to get. I know that there there's such a connection and as I've mentioned we discuss this in other we have discussed this in other podcasts. Just there are things that we can be low on deficiencies that have an effect on our mental health. And so there's a list of some things that are just pretty directed uh, toward that are pretty connected to mental health. And this is not all, but they're just some examples, like, for example, zinc. Uh, And it's interesting because we hear a lot about zinc right now uh, Mm -hmm. during COVID that people are encouraged to, you know, consider that in their, you know, uh, vitamin regimen every day because that's something that, uh, they've realized um, some COVID patients have a deficiency in. And so apparently low levels of zinc can actually lead to depression. I have, uh, there's, there are some different foods that are, that are plant-based, but Valerie, I don't know if you want to take a look at some of these and, and just kind of elaborate because I know sometimes, and I'm sure you get this question, uh, plant-based diet almost seem it does seem restrictive now in talking to the people that i know in that world it, it really it really just takes a lot of 
uh, learning and study because you you really can live a life of purely plant-based diet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's weird for people to say, you know, that it's restrictive whenever there's 1,097 different vegetable species in the world. <laughs> it's really right. not restrictive and, at and all. Two, and 2,000 different fruits. So, I mean, just those two items alone, you know, there's, you know, all kinds of opportunities. Um, yeah, but a lot of, you know, what you're going to eat, I don't want to use the word diet, but a lot of what you're going to eat is going to be fruits and vegetables, Beans, chickpeas, Mm -hmm. lentils, you're going to have oatmeal, you're going to eat. One of my favorite things that I have learned about is chia seed and its benefits in your diet is amazing from these little bitty seeds and they are amazing what they can do to a food. Um, There's, you know, you're going to eat your different grains, quinoa, that's something that I learned about, you know, going plant-based, um, and all your different grains. So it's it's hard for me to say it's restrictive. Now, you know, is it harder for me to go out and eat at a restaurant? Yeah, I'm going to look at the menu ahead of time. I'm going to know what I can eat at places, but generally I can eat sides still my you know, until my sides fall off, you know, you can, you can usually find and make things, uh, accommodate what you're eating and our restaurants in Midland are becoming more and more, um, uh, accepting of their clientele going to a whole food plant-based diet and creating an, at least one menu item. I only need to eat one thing when I go. So if uh, restaurants have that on there, I know what I'm going to eat every time I go there. So, yeah, and yeah. you know, Valerie, this is Christy. I just kind of want to clarify whenever I'm talking about a restrictive diet, I'm talking about restricting intake for, yes. you know, in mental health, it's, you know, people that are, that have some type of eating disorder, um, you know, whenever they look at that and it's, and they're going, okay, that's inconvenient. So that way, then I'm limited. Mm-hmm. And so somebody's telling me that. So yeah, I'm not talking about restrictive as in, you know, the opportunity for a wide variety. I'm talking, we, we want to be careful for people who feel like that means they have to restrict. Yeah, the beautiful thing about plant-based diet and the hardest thing I have is that I have to eat more to get my calories in for my day. <laughs> there you I go. Mean, it's like you said, you get to enjoy that to your side split, right? Or your exactly. Side yes. Yeah. I mean, um, that's great. You know, one of my favorite things to get protein is broccoli. People don't realize mm-hmm. that broccoli has protein in it. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, if I were to eat, what is it, like the 2,000 um, calories in broccoli, I would have like 130 grams of protein for that day. And that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're calorie poor, but you're nutrient dense. So you have mm-hmm. more of everything. So I know gotcha. people... People get very, they do it in their own mind, though, I believe. They think, well, I can't eat this, this, and this. I'm going to stay with the same portion of vegetables I normally ate. No, 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 honey. You need to times that by five, please. So um, so thanks for getting your calories. Clarification is important. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. And I think think one one important takeaway for anyone listening, whether or not this is for you, is it really is a good idea to increase your vegetable intake. That's something that we all need. And I think we, you know, we get kind of trapped and getting busy and, you know, Mm -hmm. fast food restaurants, processed foods, easy stuffs, frozen, whatever. Convenient, Um, yeah. That's kind of what, yeah, we're a very convenience, uh, world of convenience kind of nation. And so um, it takes a little time. It takes, uh, 
it takes something called intuitive eating, which I think is another important thing for people to learn. And it's paying attention to what you're putting into your body and, and, and taking the time to really enjoy it. Um, so, I mean, I've, I'd like to think I've dabbled a little bit and I, I really think I feel a lot better when I'm increasing the, you know, the levels of fruits and vegetables and less processed foods. I, I do notice that I feel better. So that's different. Now I'm not like all the way, but I think everyone can benefit from taking in a little bit more healthy food into their diet. Um, some of the nutrients and minerals that help with brain health, um, that we, we tend to, to be deficient in sometimes is zinc, omega-3s, vitamin C, iron, vitamin D. And let's face it, we need to really start thinking as a, I mean, I hate to keep saying we need to. I mean, well, obviously we can all do what we want to do, but right now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, there's not a lot we can control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can try to do our best and follow protocols, but one thing we can really do for ourselves and our families is uh, try to build up our immunity, and we can do that by taking care of our physical health. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have an overflow in our in our mental health. I mean, gosh, Christy, how many times are you talk about vitamin D and, and seasonal affective disorder? <laughs> but almost every podcast up in some yes. way that we talk about, yeah. you know, whenever, you know, and, and I think most people do know that I had COVID um, back at the end of June, and my doctor was like, you have to get outside for at least 20 minutes a day. So, you know, that's, you know, that wasn't the same as taking penicillin if I had strep throat, but it was, he, he stressed the importance of that. He's, you know, he stressed the importance of healthy eating through that. So these mm-hmm. are, you know, getting enough sleep. So we could say the same four things over and over about almost everything that's physical and mental. Yes. And so it's, it's just a, it's a really good time to, to start thinking about, you know, maybe I want to make some changes. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to make some changes for my kids. Maybe I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, have chicken nuggets every day. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it's just part of, uh, we're all trying to do our best as, you know, for ourselves and for our families, but sometimes it takes just a moment to, uh, be a little bit mindful about it because just like anything else, I think we can become uh, cruise control about our diet, you know, and diet meaning our daily intake of food. Mm-hmm. Not so true. And not right. I would like to, I would like to ask Valerie a question. Um, someone like myself who might be interested in starting a plant-based diet, um, how do you get started? Um, it depends on what kind of personality you are. You know, are you an all-in? You know, if you were a smoker, would you just quit or would you stair-step? You know, those kinds of things. You know, if you're a stair-stepper, I would say start with Meatless Mondays um, and just have it one day where you focus on adding more fruits and vegetables in replace of whatever meat, dairy, or egg you would eat at that time. So you can start that way and just incorporate it, get your family more used to eating those kinds of meals. Uh making sure that each Monday you're trying new recipes and before long you're going to be using those recipes throughout the week, not just on Mondays. So that's one way to do it. I, on the other hand, was a, I saw a documentary and go, <laughs> okay, I, I'm done. And it really was one of those things that um, really sw- flipped a switch in my brain and I was 
100% committed. I know not everybody's going to do that, and there's no right way. The only right way is the right way for you. So um, I would say either try, you know, just replacing one meal and seeing um, what you can do. I really like to follow a lot of different influencers on social media that are plant-based that um, – provide a lot of different uh, menu items, different types of food. You know, the thing with uh, eating whole food plant-based is you get to eat a lot more um, ethnic foods. You know, you're going to get a lot more Indian food. Yes. Uh, Mexican food can even be whole food plant-based. I follow a lady out of Del Rio, and she does an amazing tamale recipe, you know, completely whole food plant-based. So, I mean, um, you know, if you do do social media, look at different influencers. Just type it in, you know, hashtag Whole Food Plant Base and see what comes up. If you want me to plug my plug my favorite, her name is High Carb Hannah, and she has incredible easy recipes. And um, she was the person that I found out that we don't have to be ashamed of eating potatoes anymore. You can eat all the potatoes you want. <laughs> oh, amen. Amen to that. I love potatoes. I'm always actually- interested. <laughs> I actually listened to uh, Mona Vand. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's, well, I say listen to, she's, I think she's a podcast. She's on YouTube and she's on TikTok, which I kind of, you know, I'm not going to, I'm coming out. I'm on TikTok. Okay, people, I know I'm old, but um, I love it for the recipes because I think any other platform you have to go through and listen to a story or, you know, read a lot of stuff and TikTok is so quick. You can get that recipe really quick and fast, and that's totally up my alley. So mm-hmm. I really, I really love that idea. And you, you, so you do get to learn a little bit more about other. Uh, I mean, you you can buy different. I don't know nutritional yeast. That was my learning experience. So uh, that's it's interesting. Didn't know that was a thing, but it's a thing, and you put it on everything, and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, for mental health, I'm. Obviously not an expert or anything, but I do think that hobbies are very important and, you know, in learning and that can help your mental health and learning to cook a new way can be exciting. It can keep you interested. It can almost become um, a passion, you know, that you're learning something new, a new way. And it's exciting once you start to learn what you can do and and share it with friends and family. And hopefully they'll be receptive and not turn their nose up at it. But um, it's amazing, like I said, what you could do and what things actually taste better once you eliminate the things we've been told we need to have all the time. So. Um, I want to go back and say, you know, you mentioned all of the nutrients and minerals that we need, but one of them that wasn't mentioned was fiber, and we get plenty of fiber through our whole food plant-based diets. Um, Without getting too graphic, let's just say it's pleasant how much you get. (laughs) So, And it's interesting because your gut health is completely attached to your brain health. because a thousand percent, yes. Because your gut is attached, you know, through that vein um, to directly to your brain. So um, definitely having your gut in check is going to help, too, in um, keeping you um, mentally healthful, healthy. That's true. <laughs> and, hey, if, if you're a little constipated, you're not very happy. That's the <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. That does not make for a very happy person. So... Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's just when your stomach isn't feeling well, and a lot of times, oh, we have, we have something coming up here in November. It's the, the day that we celebrate, uh, 
being uh, gratitude while binging <laughs> and skipping. <laughs> so if ever there's a day for having uh, gut issues, I think that would be the day. <laughs> you say for sure. So, yeah, I think uh, anything we can do to try to boost our uh, our gut health and our, you know, vitamin D, vitamin B, all of those things that help promote good uh, brain health, good mental health, uh, is going to help us be a little bit more well-rounded at a time in our lives when mental health. We need to do whatever we can to super take care of our mental health. Right, Christy? Um, do you know, I'm sorry, my my brain was going whenever you guys were talking about gut health. And I'm <laughs> been thinking about all of the podcasts that we've done with anybody that had anything to do with, you know, physical health. Like, you know, with Stephanie Moses, um, in a doctor, I forgot your doctor's name, Melanie, that came on. Um, oh, now you made me forget. I hate Any, to do uh, Summer Merritt. It, Summer Merritt. Yeah, Dr. Merritt. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Merritt. I mean, everybody is talking about your gut health, how important all that is, and that, you know, the, it's as simple as taking a probiotic or having enough fiber. So, so that was what I was thinking. So I'm sorry that I got lost on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's true, though. I mean, uh, gut health has become, it's people are realizing the importance of it and the importance of probiotics and how all of that stuff is just connected to the rest of uh, your body and your brain and inflammation and all of, you know, keeping control on all of those uh, high alert um, items that are that could cause uh, like real health issues later. It's it's right. just we can do it a little bit with nutrition. Yeah, and we get often get asked, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? So it's like, does mental health make your physical health better or physical health make your mental health better? And it really goes hand in hand. So what you've got to do is you, you have to decide which which area is going to be easiest for you, you know, c- to kind of readjust or reclaim as, as your own health. And when you start down that road, you're going to find that they're interconnected and it makes it easier to take care of both. Yes. I think, um, yeah, that's when you think about if you're if you're depressed, it's a good time to go into your doctor. And before you just ask for a prescription, make sure right. that you're not having some sort of mineral de- deficiency or there is exactly. something else going on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just I think it's a good time to have a well-rounded conversation with your doctor, not just when you're mm-hmm. considering a new diet, but whether it's a new exercise plan, making sure you check your blood levels and everything else going on before you uh, go into prescription medication. It's just, it's good to be your own advocate ultimately. Well, just think about the last time you went to your primary care doctor and, mm-hmm. you know, they basically are like, you know, what symptoms are you having? You know, you tell them rarely do they go into, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, your emotional well-being. So unless right. you bring it up still, some of them do not go there. And so what we want to do is we want to, you know, have this whole, you know, mind, body, soul experience because we are now so connected with our emotional well-being that a doctor would say, okay, we've talked about that. So now tell me what's going on here. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating healthy? Are you having any emotional distress? Right? Right now, they're not asking Mm -hmm. those questions. Not all of them. Some of them very much are, but not all of them are. That's true. So, Valerie, what? Um, I'm wondering if you could leave us with a, like a a favorite easy recipe that we can all try 
Well, everybody likes pancakes and waffles, don't they? And actually, yeah. I've already shared this one with you, but the, I was making this, this weekend for Kai. And I was like, this is what, it, it's, for one, it's only takes five minutes to prep it up. It's, and it's all done in your blender. So it's very, not much, um, mess. And it only has one unusual ingredient, which we've already talked about nutritional yeast. And it's easy to find, um, nutritional yeast. Ask your local grocer. Everybody carries it. Um, but natural grocers and, um, uh, natural foods definitely H- are HEB hazard. I can attest so, to that. So I know that Market Street carries it also. So definitely that's the only unusual ingredient in it, but it is one and a half cups of rolled oats, two very ripe spotty bananas, you know, the riper, the sweeter, um, one teaspoon of your nutritional yeast, a quarter teaspoon of salt, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two teaspoons of baking powder, and half a cup of water. And you're going to just put that in a blender and blend it up for about 30 seconds on high until it's very smooth. And then just um, go ahead and put it on, you know, your skillet, your hot skillet, about a, a quarter cup of the batter. We'll make a great pancake. I use it in our waffle maker all the time. I will use, um, when I'm making it for Kai, a lot of times I throw in some uh, dairy-free uh, chocolate chips in there. Um uh, because of course I gotta make it sweet for her. But yeah. she doesn't even, she does not even use like syrup on her pancakes normally, so that's why I do that for her. But you can of course cook them up, put your pure maple syrup on it, or else, you know, make some coconut whipped cream, which is super easy. You just get a 14 ounce can of, uh, coconut cream and then put it in the fridge or freezer, fr- fridge it for a little bit, get it nice and cold, and then you whip it with um, anywhere from a quarter to three-quarters cup of powdered sugar. And what? if you want to put a little ex- uh, vanilla, vanilla extract, it's perfect. It whips right up, put it in your mixer. Yeah, so. Okay, so that's co- coconut cream. That's not coconut milk from a can, is it? No, it's a can of coconut cream. So it comes in, it looks like you can get coconut milk or coconut cream. Okay. You can do the full-fat coconut milk. But I like to do the cream. But um, anyway, but you put it in the fridge overnight. It gets nice cold next day. Um, put it in a mixing bowl and let it just sort of hang out. And then add the sugar and that mixture, and you mix it up. It'll, it's perfect. So yeah, um, that sounds great. Thank you for sharing that. Berry, mm-hmm. And berry, put some berries on your. Um, what do you call it? Uh, your pancakes or whatever mm-hmm. or your waffles? Yeah, I mean it's an easy super. Um, and foolproof. It always tastes great. I mean, you're going to taste the bananas in it, but who doesn't like to taste the bananas? <laughs> so, I, I love them. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we all need to make those and then, I don't know, pair it with a mimosa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and can you find resources on your website, Valerie? Yes, our website. I mean, and this was... I am their first employee, and I've only been here since mid-August, and they have done an amazing job with their website. There are all kinds of different webinars, recipes, resources, and it's OurHealthyCity.com. Yes, and it, it also has a section on how to get started if you're interested in more information, and there's uh, you can take a look at... Uh, I think it talks about grocery tours, which is interesting. Yes. So I think definitely check into that. Uh, 
and, and learn, learn about something that our city's doing. I love that we get to learn about, uh, things that are going on in our own community that a lot of us normally would not know about. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the coolest things about our award winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that out on our Facebook page, don't we? Yes. A hundred percent. So, so Valerie, cause I write slow. I want to go over this. I would like for you to go over the, um, the recipe for the pancakes one more time in case okay. there's any of our listeners that were trying to write it down and might not have had a chance to get a okay. pen. Okay. So you, okay. Pen in hand. Uh huh. One and a half cups of rolled oats. Okay. So, oh no. <laughs> Two bananas. <laughs> Super right. Spotty. The ones you're about to throw out or throw in. One that. Gotcha. Um, one teaspoon of nutritional yeast. A quarter teaspoon salt. One teaspoon of vanilla extract, two teaspoons of baking powder, and half a cup of water. Thank you for that. Thought I saw those. Yeah. And it makes about six pancakes. So that's yeah. so great. I can't, I can't wait to share that recipe on our program called Cooking in the Dark for our visually impaired oh, listeners. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, we're actually about to start a program where we're going to ask people to send in their recipes that they, their favorite recipes that they cook for the holidays. So we're going to ask people to record those and send those to us so we can share those with our visually impaired listeners. So I can't wait to share that recipe, Valerie. Oh, wonderful. That makes me so happy. Yay. <laughs> Thank that's you. great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Valerie, so much for uh, joining us, and uh, I hope a lot of people have uh, learned something. We'll, we'll head over to your website and learn a lot more. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks Valerie. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Center Solutions is a production of the Recording Library of West Texas. Post-production work is done by Bailey Hennis. Content is provided by Melanie Size and Christy Edwards. Contact Centers for Children and Families at 432-570-1084 or the Recording Library, 432-682-2731. Email Melanie with questions you want answered on the show at msize at centerstexas.org. That's M-S-A-I-Z at C-E-N-T-E-R-S-T-X dot O-R-G. Both nonprofits are on all social media platforms. See you next time.